Thanks to Honey for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Honey is a free browser add-on that finds me the best deals online. It's free to use and easy to install on your computer in just two clicks. So shop with confidence. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash dreamjob. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. Hope you guys have been having a good week. I have been having a mixture of a week. I had so much anxiety this week and it's just fascinating to me because there will be times in my life when one area of my life, I'm like crushing it and instead of enjoying it and just stepping back and going, gosh, I just feel so blessed and so grateful. I somehow, there's like a tripwire where I then focus on the one thing that's not where I want it to be. And it's such a drag because then I'm not actually enjoying it. And a friend said to me, is there a part of you that when things are really, really good, deep down, maybe you feel like not deserving or there's some something going on where you want to protect yourself somehow when you should be celebrating, you're focusing in on something that's like really, really stressful for no reason. And I think that talking about our problems has become our greatest addiction. And I'd like us all to try to break the habit, myself included, and instead talk about our joy. Like my friend Pammy said to me the other day, how come when someone asks me how I am, if I am having a good day, why can't I just say, I'm really good. I'm so good. And I'm so happy that I feel good. And I related to that because when people ask me, how you doing? I'm always like, oh, you know, it's life. It's a mixed bag. I'm good. I'm exhausted. I'm stressed. I'm the... It's something that's got to stop because there is so much going on that is good. And I feel like we have to sometimes appreciate it. All right. So that's just something I want to say. I also want to say that this episode is sponsored by my book. Um, And I would love for you guys to pre-order the book. I'm going to be doing more giveaways. So stay tuned. If you pre-order the book, uh, you will be in on that giveaway. I'm going to be giving away some coaching sessions and some more gift cards. But I really want you guys to have this book. I'm actually going to be recording the audiobook of it next week. So it'll be ready in time when the book is released. And that is totally acceptable as a pre-order if you want to get in on bonuses or whatever else. I think that if you like this podcast, you're going to love the book. And if there's something you want to do to support me and my work, and you're like, I like Kathy, I could throw it on 15 bucks, but 20 bucks, depending on which version you buy, then please buy the book because it'll mean the world to me and we could become a bestseller. And that is so cool. I will then have the ability to hopefully change and impact so many people's lives for the better. All right. So on today's episode, I wanted to share a recent coaching session I did. And this is all about how to craft your signature offer. What is the thing that people would really love to pay you to do? And how do you know how to put that out there and really offer it? So I'm going to give you a few examples of what signature offers could look like, what they've looked like in my journey, and some essential elements I've learned over the years from my experience that I think might really help you. And then you're going to hear me talking to some people and helping them figure out how they can package their talents and their passions in a way that they enjoy what they're doing and enjoy giving that to their customers. Because we want your customer to be super enthusiastic and know 
know what you're giving and we want to be able to like hand them an offer, right? So they don't have to guess what is, what is it that you do? We want to be able to hand this to them. There's a lot of good tips in here. So I hope that this gets you ideating about what you want to create from your passion project. I'd love to hear it. So if you actually have some ideas, go ahead after the episode and post about it on the Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group, or you can go ahead and DM me on my Instagram at kathy.heller. I answer every single DM, but because I'd love to hear if you have any ideas that that spark from this. If you already have a signature offer, maybe this will just help you take it to sort of the next level. All right, let's take a listen. Hi guys. This is what I want to talk about today because in business, there is definitely a difference between the thing that's going to make you money and all of the things that you love to do right? So we have to figure out what our offer is. Like, what is your signature offer? And I want you to think of it this way. And I'm going to give you my example for my own work. So when I was starting out as a songwriter, what are my options to make that a business? Well, I can perform. Good luck with that, right? So I have to get people to come out. Okay. What else can I do? Okay. I can make merch, right? What else could I do? Well, I could have a Patreon where I actually give people stuff. So it becomes sort of like a membership, actually. That's really what a Patreon really is. It's like, I'm going to create a membership for my main core fans. And, you know, if people give me two to $3 a month, I give them access to like, a writing process, me in the studio once a month, I I share that with them. If they give me 10 bucks a month, maybe I put them in a raffle and I do a house concert for one of those people once a month. I'm making it up, but you would like basically come up with stuff for your most hardcore fans. So that would be another way. How else can an artist make money? Well, for me, when I looked at it, I really didn't see it being sustainable for me to just perform and make a living. So I started thinking, who would be the person in business who would give me the biggest paycheck? Where could I make the biggest transaction? And this is what I mean about my offer. And I started to hear through the grapevine and doing some research that if I had a song in an Old Navy ad, if I can do that three times a year, then I can do all this other stuff. Then I can play and I can make music. And so I set my sight on that client. So what you want to do in whatever your business is, is figure out who's your ideal client, okay? Because you have to know what you can make for the person who can pay you the most for it, right? So you have to do some work and be authentic and be like, that would be a stretch, right? So we have to get smart. We have to think about what's the best way we're going to be able to make a living doing this thing and who's who's the offer for and what's the offer. So my first offer which was my offer for about 10 years, was I write music mainly for ads. So I was really focused. My client really was an ad agency and I was flying out to Minnesota to meet with Best Buy and Target. And that became the person who I really wanted to understand, how to to understand their problems and how to really fix their problems. That's where I focused and said, how can I anticipate your needs? How can I make something authentic? That's cool. That you'll like, that'll be like the signature sound for this brand, for that brand. And I, I found my way to making something that felt really artistic for me and authentic because that was huge and they need it to be that right? Like if you're paying someone, whoever it is, whether you're buying bread from someone or you're buying a song from someone, you don't want it to be something that you could have made, right? It still has to have an artisan flavor to it. They want you to find a way to get their needs met, but do it in a way that's signature to you. That has to be there because if it's not, they don't need you. They can find someone else and they went to you for a reason, right? So we want to figure out 
what is the offer, okay? Who is it for? And what is the ideal offer for you based on who is your ideal client, okay? And then how are you really going to serve that person, right? So that you can show up and stand out. And so that's the work. And what I can tell you is from everything I've ever done, I can see where most people are not doing that. They don't spend the time, even if they decide like, okay, this is my ideal client. They don't spend the time figuring out how to anticipate that person's needs and really stand out to that group of people and make it known like, I am for you. I am your soldier. This is who I serve. This is how I'm going to serve you and do it in a really authentic way. And it can be done. And it's, you know, it's a little bit about humility. It's a lot about listening. Um, and there's a lot about being proactive. So what we have to do is anticipate, make it easy, make the offer. Our job is making offers. So it's like a menu. Isn't it easier to go into a restaurant and they say, here's a menu. And it's even easier when they say, we have three choices for tonight. I love when they're like, we have a sushi place that does this. You can spend 30 bucks and get like the, you know, the chef special, or you can spend 40 bucks and get the chef special plus this or the third option. That's all we do. It makes it so easy for me. I just get to choose which option, right? People enjoy the simplicity of not having to make a decision or help you figure out what your offer is. Don't make people figure out what your offer is. Make an offer, make a menu. When you're just starting, it's okay to throw it out there. It regulates people's anxiety when you tell them what this is going to cost, right? And you can always, by the way, if they say, no, we're not going to spend that, you can say, well, what would you want to spend? We can work on that because you want that first client. But it just makes people feel really at ease when this is the offer and this is what it costs. And they're, they're almost like they respect that. It's like, okay, that's the offer to work with you. Like you're a coach and you say, this is my package. We can do $3,000 a month. You get two Zoom video chats plus unlimited Voxer. It's like, that's a lot, but like, it's very comforting. Like that's their offer. And now I get to decide, am I in or am I not in? And if the person really wants that client and they say, I just can't afford that. So you can do a sliding scale. And here's the thing. Then an ideal client like that might turn around and say, okay, well, that's not a huge investment for something that looks this good for someone who took the time to actually go ahead and anticipate what we might need. We don't have to start from scratch and sit down with her and explain to her. She's kind of done her research. Let's give it a whirl. And then if they like the experience, maybe they'll do it again and it, it creates a bigger relationship. And so I would do the same thing. I was on the phone with that agency saying, you know, this is what I specialize in. I'm happy to write a song. Um, I'm already writing songs. So here's a few examples of songs that I think might work for Target. And what do you guys think? And let me know because they're super easy to clear. And people would say, wow, these are really good. Like you anticipated what I needed. So what are we doing there? Let's break that down. You choose your ideal client. You proactively send them an offer. And now you're not in line with all the people waiting for these people to give you a break and sit with you and like help you craft your offer. Like that's exhausting. And that's what most people do. I think most people feel like, why would I put in the time to write three songs? Why would I put in the time to design the Band-Aids? They should pay me first. It doesn't work like that. It just so doesn't work like that. It's kind of interesting how we just kind of wait for an opportunity. We wait to be told. And then we're in a really big pool of people, which is why if anyone tells you it's so competitive, it'll never work. Just say, no, that, that's not true for me because you're not in that pool of people anymore. You're not going to sit there and wait to be told. You're not going to wait for someone to sit down with you, take you to lunch, take the goodness of their heart to like teach you what they need. You're going to anticipate what this person needs and you're going to create an offer. Does that make sense? Okay. So um, we are going to do this with, with everything. 
right? Like the other day, a few weeks ago, I wanted to take a floral design class. So I, I walked into a florist and I said, do you guys offer that? And the woman said, no, but like, that sounds cool. You, you should figure out what you would want to pay us and, you know, when you'd want to do it. And then we can kind of like figure out if we can do it. And I was like, okay. Cause like, I don't want to figure that out for you, you know? And then I called my friend Carly who was on my show and she has a book called flower chef. And I said, do you do this? And she's like, oh yeah, I do this. This is what it costs. And this is how much time it takes. And this is what I bring. And this is the ages of the people who, you know, I can't do it for little kids, but I could do it for this age and da, da, da. And these are the days I can do it. And it's like, great. That's your offer. I love it. And again, does her offer work for everyone? No, but it's less exhausting that she can do that for people who can spend more. And she makes tons of free content for people who can't pay anything. So that's fine. You can do that, right? All right, we have a few more things to cover, but first, a quick ad break. I love buying stuff online, but sometimes I wonder, am I really getting the best deal here? Am I missing out on a discount or a sale? Well, with Honey, I don't worry about missing a deal. Honey is a free browser add-on that finds me the best deals online. The app finds discounts and coupons across 37,000 sites like Amazon, Sephora, Nordstrom, and more. It only takes two clicks to install. It's completely free to use, and Honey members have already saved more than $800 million. It's no wonder they have over 100,000 five-star reviews on the Google Chrome store. I had to do some back-to-school shopping, so I went to Target's online store and ordered some shoes for my kids. And when I went to checkout, this little sidebar popped up with a cute animated coin that said, hey, we found some coupons for you. So Honey automatically looked for the best coupon and I actually saved $20.63 that I probably would not have otherwise even known about. Pretty, pretty cool. And look, there's no reason not to use Honey because it's free to use and it's easy to install on your computer in two clicks. So shop with confidence, get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash dreamjob. That's joinhoney.com slash dreamjob. Honey, the smart shopping assistant that saves you time and money when you're shopping online. So let's get into this. Joanna, your hand is up. So tell me what your question is or what your thoughts are right now. Hi. All right. So what I want to ultimately do is start uh, health coaching because of I had a, a big weight loss in like the past few um, months. I've lost like 50 pounds. And it was Good all- for you. That's amazing. Thank you. you look awesome. Thank you. And I still keep losing weight, but now I realize that for me, what worked, and I think a lot of people, is that we just put so much pressure on the quick fix and not realizing that it can be simple and we don't have to buy a hundred million things. What I want to ultimately do is help people, you know, realize that you could do this with um, simple ingredients that you have every day in your house and let me help you through that process. Okay. So- What you just said is great. You know what you do want to do and you're very clear about the why and you really are living the results. So that's going to be so inspiring to people. So then the question is, as far as your offer is concerned, I would ask you to start to think, okay, well, what are the different ways that I can give people this support and I can give people this information and what are the different ways I can charge for that, right? So what does that look like? So one thing you can do is if you decide, all right, well, what do people need then in order to do this on their own? Well, they might need lists of what to eat and whatnot. They might need support in terms of the willpower to stay on the path. They might need tricks to make it more flavorful. These are things that you said that you did. They might need the research to know why it works. They might need people around them to support them who are showing them that they're also doing it. They might, I mean, 
you can decide what are those things. And then it's a matter of like, what is your offer? So there's tons of free content that you could be giving to bring people to you, right? To have leads coming in, whether it's videos of you talking about this, if it's a cheat sheet, if it's you putting out some kind of freebie, but you could also then, and it's important to think about what's your paid offer. So do you want to create like a bundle of like for 295 bucks, you get this, which is all the stuff you need for the next six weeks to know what to eat. Here's your, here's what you're eating every single day. And you would, you would be the one to know, like, what do those people need to do it? Cause you said you want them to be self-sustaining. So would that work? What are the pieces of information where you could say, this is the plan and I'm going to give it to you. Here's how to affect this dish so that it's, it's more flavorful. Here's the things that you can do where you're not cheating. You're just thinking you're cheating, but you, you can use these things if you need to, to add some spice. And this is what you also need. That could be one thing that you hand out, right? As like a, this is you paying for this thing and then buy, right? That's one offer. Another offer is to think about, do you want to create some kind of a group where you're meeting with people over a Zoom video or you're meeting with people in person and you meet up at a certain place and you have people go around and talk about where they're at in the process so they get some support. You go over a different part of the curriculum every single week. You are giving them things to taste every single week. You're bringing in a specialist to talk and then that would obviously be a higher paid offer, right? That's different than buying a, a something to read. That's not information. Now, remember for those of you who are wanting to go into the coaching space, uh, people don't pay for information. They pay for implementation. So that's where you would show up and really be able to serve your client because people can get cookbooks. People can get things for free. What people really need the most is accountability, support. They need someone to help them understand the research, right? Like it might say, here's how to make a souffle. And then you go home and you're like, I don't know how to make a souffle. But if you had a person coaching you, you're paying the teacher for the implementation, not the information. You need a teacher to give you a personalized attention to help you make the, the connection between the information and the actual execution of it, right? So then you get to decide who is the client who you're teaching this to. For instance, I have a friend who's a coach. Her target market is women whose husbands have jobs. I'm not joking. There is a group of women in the world who are those kinds of women and they have more income, right? To get their hair blown out. They can do a $5,000 coaching package. There's women like that in every single city, right? So she does tons of free content for all women, but her paid offer is for women who have a lot. Of, so she knows where to find those kind of people, what collaborations to do on the West side what kinds of giveaways to do. And then she creates retreats in Napa Valley that are really expensive. And those women know each other and they're like, oh, I'm going. Do you want to go? And it's like, you figured out your client, right? Like that's going to help you pay the bills. I encourage people to start high ticket because you can really work with a small group, start getting the money in. And then you can be doing free stuff, right? So free or expensive is the first place I'd go. Once you have that nucleus of like, like for me, it was an ad agency, then I can back up from there and say, okay, well, I still have more to give. I still have a lot I want to do. I'm going to create a lower offer for somebody who can't afford that if I want, right? And again, it's what you want. So you would ask yourself, who's really going to be able to pay for this? Okay. So if you go to, if, if you make your market college kids, it's going to be hard. If you're looking for people who are really going to be able to pay you well, I would start thinking, okay, so it's probably the people who go to Lululemon, right? It's probably the people who are going to buy 
you know, the um, carbon 38 pants for a hundred bucks. That's their offer. They're not having any shortage of customers. So we forget that we have choices on who we can serve and we think we need to be for everyone. There's no way to be in business that way because again, free is okay. Free is good. There's free and then there's expensive. And then there's, I'm trying to please everybody. And now I don't know how to please anyone. And now I don't know how to tailor a retreat or a course or really know who my person is. And I'm working too hard and not making enough. And I have too many clients. So Joanna, I want you to think about this. Who's the person who you want to serve? And then how can you serve them? And you know the answer to that. What is it that you needed? Did you need support? Did you need that willpower? Did you need recipes? And then make that thing for them. And it's easier to make it when you know who it's for. Certain people want a certain thing. And then you would think about, okay, so what analogies will I use? Where would I go to find my target market? Where does my target market already live? What blogs are they reading? Where can I show up and offer free content or free stuff? Start asking yourself those questions. Is this, is this making sense? Yeah. And I actually already started. I created a Facebook group and I called it the Lifestyles of the Low Carbon Fabulous. I love it. <laughs> so um, I have like about 30 people in the group. And yesterday I was getting some feedback from one of the girls she's like, oh my God, I love this, that you're doing this. Because what I'm going in and doing is I'm just posting every day. And, you know, just like little motivational. like, let's check in, motivational quotes, cookie recipes, and, you know, things that I've eaten that don't look like they could be low carb. And just putting my ideas out there and checking in on people and saying, hey, what are you with? The issue that I have, like, I'm noticing that as I start thinking of pricing, like, I'm a social worker. I'm in, that's my field. That's where my heart is. Like, my heart is with helping people. But I also know how difficult it is to not have enough money and still want help and not be able to do it. You know, so for me, it's kind of like social workers, like, you know, we're so underpaid and that's who I'm around all the time. So I know how much we get paid. I know how difficult it is to try to just make ends meet. This is such a good point. I'm so glad you brought it up. And first of all, thank you for being one of those people in this world because we really need you. Thank you. Two things. Okay. First of all, if you want to be the most selfless you can be, you need to make money. You need to make a lot of money. If you want to do free workshops, free content, free podcasts, put books out, cheat sheets, Facebook lives, you need to make money. Mother Teresa said it takes a checkbook to change the world. Okay. Think about the people who are able to affect so many lives. Think about Oprah for God's sakes, right? She's a billionaire. And think about what she's able to do because she looks at it like I get to be the custodian of wealth so that I'm able to help these girls. I'm able to build this school. And you don't even have to go to that level, right? You could just go to someone like me who's like nowhere near that. And the more money I made from a few clients who who I could serve, right? It's like, you know, there are women, they want to spend $5,000 on a bag right? There's certain people who want to spend that money. So when you have a certain investor, you can then use that investor to go help everybody else. That's the way it works. And you can spend less energy on the things that actually pay the bills. You need to make money. I want you to get that. And then here's a second thing. If you want to help social workers, there is a way for you to make a lot of money doing that. And here's what it looks like. You would need a classroom, a virtual classroom right? Where it's scalable. You're not charging $5,000. You're charging $99 a month 
and you're going to deliver that and you're going to have 100 people in that group. Do the math. You're going to make tons of money. And that, but that's the way to do that. The, the smaller the price, right? You need more people. You can support 100 women, right, at a time. You really can. And if you want to try this out for less, you could say, okay, how about 50 bucks? But the more, and again, I want you guys all to remember this. Whatever you're selling, you're selling two things. You're never selling a process, okay? People don't buy process. They don't buy information and they don't buy process. So sometimes people are like, you know, I'm going to teach you guitar and, and show you chords and show you this. I'm, I'm done. I'm not interested. You know what they want to hear? You're going to learn to play these songs. This is the result. This is the result. This is the result. This is the result. This is the result, right? So when you show the result and you keep showing, this is the result of this work, right? Like you can't guarantee someone's going to be a great guitar player. You can't guarantee someone's going to lose the weight. You can't get, that's crap. But what you can say is, this is the result that I teach how to get. This is the result I've gotten. This is the result I teach you. This, and the same thing with your product, right? Not everybody knows how to use a product or uses it well or does the things or does the steps, but this is the result that the product will give you. This is the, all of that stuff. You're selling results. So think about that. Think about starting it. And then it's like, actually just do it. If you're hell bent on like, I want to support social workers, great. Find those people, but you're going to need, it's going to be a little more challenging because it's, I think it's easier to sell a higher ticket item to 10 people personally than it is to charge a lower fee to 100 people. I think it's harder for us. I personally would encourage higher ticket for 10 people and free for everybody else. I think it's a better way to use your energy efficiently. I think you'll be happier because um, every sale is still kind of the exact same energy to do. So if you need to sell 100, it's almost harder, even if the price is less, than finding 10 people who can pay you more. And if you, if you feel like, you know, well, I'm not, I'm not going to create an offer right now that's going to be a $3,000 program, that's totally fine. But think about if instead of 100 people paying you 100 bucks, you might not make as much the first time around, but it might be less exhausting to have 10 people pay you, let's say, $500 for three months, right? With the hope of like, I'm paying this because it's not a huge investment considering this result. And this result is something I've wanted for a long time. And you know how it feels to feel better in your body right now. And you want everyone to have that. You don't need to be an expert. We live in a time, Joanna, where people don't need you to be the best nutritionist of the year. They want to work with people who are real people. You actually have more to offer than someone like that. So, all right, that was fun. Okay, Lisa Spector, your hand's been up. Hi, Kathy. Thank you so much. Okay, so I'm listening to what you're saying, and I've been really working on my passion project this week. I'm a professional pianist, and I badly injured, broke my right hand, mm. and I've had three surgeries. I'm having another surgery next month, and it's coming along, and there's so many blessings in it, and I'm telling my story from the piano now. So I'm calling it Left Hand Lemonade because I'm playing music with left hand Amazing. only, but now I'm playing right hand also, so I'm doing both. And people who have heard me and known me for a long time tell me this is the best thing they've ever heard me do is I'm adding so much of my personal story. And I'm encouraging other people 
to either get back to their instruments that they gave up for physical or emotional reasons mm -hmm. or other interests in life. I have two mottos. One is from you, which is screw perfect and just make music. Yep. <laughs> and the other is there's always a way. Yeah, there's, there's just always, always a way. Yep. So my big ticket item, what I got clear on my passion project this week, I've been working on how online course, how, you know, resilience coaching and inspiring, particularly musicians who have given up their instrument to come back to it. And I, but I really got clear this week that if I'm really honest with myself, it would be a one woman show. And that's what I'm doing in smaller venues. I started Airbnb experiences and I just played in a senior home Friday night. So if I'm really honest, my big ticket item would be a one-woman show that's TEDx and TED, and I'm no longer calling myself a concert pianist because I don't want to play Carnegie Hall. I'm calling myself a pianopreneur because I want to be at women's conferences and empowerment mm -hmm. places. So mm -hmm. why do I start with, with, do I start with a big ticket item? Do I, I want to also do coaching around this? And I'm taking a lot of steps, but it's small money right now. Yeah. Awesome. That's really cool. Super inspiring. Um, okay. So this is the way that it works. When we say, you know, I want my big ticket offer to be that people, you know, hire me to give a speech or do a show or something like that. What needs to happen first is that we've built an audience. We've built it, right? Proof of concept. Mm -hmm. So when someone says, we'd love you to speak on this topic, it's not because you know something about it. It's because you proved this concept that you're a great speaker. You have footage of yourself speaking. Um, and by the way, sometimes you don't speak for money. Um, there's right. a lot of times where even the, the more prestigious the event, they don't pay you. Like you're being right. paid in exposure. So it's not really a way to make a living, but it's like a fun bonus thing that happens sometimes. But right. the way that that really happens where you can build a sustainable income from that is by starting with like, here's my people, I'm going to them, I'm creating a program for them, I'm helping them. That's building and building and building and building and building. And now I really do feel like I've proven this concept and now I want to start to speak and I'm going to offer to speak a few times for free. And I'm going to think about organizations and I want to have me and I'm going to put together a reel and I'm going to get a videographer who I'm going to pay to make sure they shoot that speech. And I'm going to do six of those so that I have a reel put together with myself speaking in, a, in, in this setting. And then I'm going to reach out to you name it, right? Like I have a friend who did this. He started doing a bunch of stuff where he offered to speak, offered to speak, offered to speak, offered, put together a reel, started proving this concept that he was really good in a room. And then he started proactively created an offer and sent it around for him. His audience was like college students. He would reach out to a college campus and say, I want to speak to your students in this club. It's a thousand dollars. I'll come in for a whole weekend. And it built and built and built. And now he's, he's traveling like three weeks out of every month. And he's made his living doing that. Meanwhile, I say to him, you're working harder than smarter. You now get on a plane and they give you three grand for two right. days. When you could be at your computer you could have built a community where you're talking to 500 people every few months and you just show up on your laptop, right? And you could right. affect people and make more money. Right. So again, that's where we get to be smart. We get to decide how we want to do this. We forget that. There's no one way. And then I would look at it like, 
if you want to do a one woman show, you don't want to have to travel. You don't want that to be the thing that you have to do everywhere in order to make your offer. Right. But you can do that also when you want to in your town at the places you want to. And I would create an offer for that. And I would say, okay, well, who are the people who would want to hear this? And where do those people hang out? And what organizations do they go to? And what organizations would find that a really inspiring, compelling, interesting evening where I'll play some songs and I'll talk about my injury and how I've overcome it. That sounds beautiful. I just, I wouldn't want to see you, you know, hung up on that that's paying the bills. That's like a friend. Right. Like, I'm going to sell the movie. Into. Right. Yeah. Right. That's just going to keep right. you stuck because it's not going right. to, no one right. is making their money from just that. And then if they are, like I said, with him, I think that's working too hard instead of working. Right. Smart. Right. And would you suggest if I also, you know, creating smaller ticket items that are helping other people being in service is it too niche to go with musicians, just musicians who have had physical setbacks? No. In fact, I would no. start there. I think that that's okay. awesome. I would start there because look, watch this, you guys. How helpful is it when you have a niche? Because then you can think, where would I go? Oh, music schools. So reach out. Tell them I'm going to do something for their alumni blog. Write something. Create a video yeah. for them. Create free content yeah. for them. Right. It makes it so much easier than... Anyone who's had an injury and had to give up dance, had to give up basketball. It's like, I don't know where to go. Now I'm over. Right. Now I'm confused. But if you know your person, not only do you know where to find them, but you know how to speak to them on a more detailed, granular right. level, which makes them feel like, I guess I could get coaching from anyone, but I want to go to Lisa because she really gets me. She's really, right. really been in my shoes. So I would start thinking about, I'm going to start this for, you know, musicians who had, who had an injury. Think about where musicians hang out. Think about who already has an audience of musicians. What can you offer them? What can you show up for them with? What free content can you give them to give to their audience that starts to bring them to you? What are the, can you do a three-part series on something? And again, free right? Offer right. to get the exposure and set that up every week. And that will move your business forward like nothing else. And then you say, I'll come in and speak. So you figuring out your niche, first of all, is awesome. Find a niche, figure out where they are, offer stuff for free. Remember I said free or expensive, go, right. to, go to them for free. And then you see that as a gift, you show up and offer things for free. And then you segue into now here's my offer. Here's the paid offer if you want it. But the free thing stands on its own. It's got integrity. It's, it's your heart. And then right. you say, and, for, and some of you only want the free thing. That's great. I'm glad I'm making it because it's, it's my why. It's why I get up every right. day. And for right. those of you who want to work with me, it costs money. And there's different ways. You can create two different offers. There can be a group offer. There can be a one-on-one offer depending on what you want to do. And if some of you are starting out and you're really starting out and you're like, well, I have this big why and I just haven't done it yet. It's going to help you so much more than you think. It's going to be worth the cost of the time. Do it for free first. Like if I was just starting out, and this is what I did with music, is before I even thought to build any kind of workshop or course for my songwriters, I was like, okay, well, songwriters would ask me, you know, they'd see articles, they'd meet me at a club, they'd know what I was doing, they'd ask to go out with me for coffee, and I would just help them, like, for free, and then I would talk them through it and give them, like, specifics and listen to their music and give them feedback and help them, really help them, and I started to see it working, and then I felt the confidence that I could charge because I knew 
I knew what I was doing. And then also I then had testimonials from people who worked with me who were like, she's amazing, right? And a lot of those people wound up still wanting to do the paid offer because they wanted a lot more of that, right? Right, right. Is this giving you you some thoughts? This is huge help, yes, thank you. Awesome, I love these. This was such a great call. Thank you for this. I learned a lot today and I had so much fun. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Well, I hope you guys learned a lot from that. I hope you got inspired to see what's possible for your business. Here are some takeaways. Number one, think about this. What can you make for the person who will pay you the most and how can you serve them? Number two, find a way to meet your client's needs, but in a way that's a signature and authentic to you. They came to you for a reason. Number three, don't make it complicated for the customer. Give them a menu. Number four, your offer is not for everyone and that's totally okay. Number five, we have a choice of who we want to serve. Number six, don't try to sell people on information, sell them on results. Number seven, if you want to be selfless, it doesn't hurt to make lots of money. Number eight, find your niche, feed them with free content, and then present them with the paid offer. Develop the relationship first, prove that you have what it takes to get them the results. All right, let's talk about some of your wins. So Rebecca posted on our Facebook group and she said, Amazon handmade shared a bit of my story on Facebook and Instagram. I'm humbled and so grateful for this open door. The moment is just perfect. Tears of joy. Rebecca, that's awesome. You guys, Rebecca has been one of our biggest fans from the beginning and we gave her a shout out back in September. She's an artist, but she now also teaches classes. She even started a podcast and she's getting featured by Amazon. Rebecca. Come on, you're such a rock star. You guys can go give her some love. She's at Rebecca Float Art on Instagram. That's R E B E C A F L O T T Art. Or check her work out at RebeccaFloatArt.com. All right, here's another awesome win. Tara said, I'm a principal of a school in upstate New York going on 21 years in education. I've always wanted to do something else. Last October, I started a side hustle of a zero waste shop online called Zilch Zero Waste Goods. I hated my school job so much that I really dove into this, but in April, I rediscovered some joy in what I do from nine to five, and it was a crazy busy time. Two weeks ago, I was considering closing Zilch. There was only one sale a month and I had an internal conflict about what to sink it into. But this month I started posting more as Zilch on social media. Yesterday, the organizers from the Bethel Wood Center in Woodstock reached out to me. As part of the Woodstock 50th celebration, they are having a festival on mindfulness, spirit, and the earth. They asked me to present and have a vending table. What? Yes. An hour later, I got an email from the Hudson Valley Veg Fest asking me to be a vendor in October. I'm realizing that I can find balance for both and I'm so excited for what's to come. Tara, this is what makes me so happy. So thank you for sharing this. I know that the journey is sometimes really difficult because we can't see what's ahead. And I know how easy it is to get discouraged when things aren't growing as fast as you want. But I'm proud of you because you gave it another shot. You said, what if? What if I just put myself out there one more time and look what happened? I can't wait to hear what other cool things are going to happen and what you're going to uncover. So please keep us posted. You guys can go check out her work at zilchzerowastegoods.com and give Tara some love. All right. Well, if you love this episode or any episode, take a second right now and share it with a friend because it could make a difference when you help someone else open their eyes to what might be lying inside of them that actually might be within reach that might give them more purpose in their life. Everyone's deserving of that. So if it's this episode or any other episode, take a second right now and share it with a friend. Also, if you have a win you want to share about what's going on in your life, I'd love to hear what's going on and how maybe the podcast has affected you or anything cool that's going on with your business or your side hustle or your dream job. You can post it in our Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group, or you can DM me on Instagram. Either way, 
I'd love to hear from you. Always love to celebrate that and give you a shout out. And if you haven't already, make sure that you go ahead and subscribe to the podcast because we have so many good episodes coming out, including our 200th episode, which is coming in just a few weeks. I can't believe it. And if you haven't left us a review, I'd really appreciate it. It's so fun to look and see what you guys are feeling about the show. It means so much to us. I love you. I'm going to leave you with a song of mine. Have an amazing weekend and I'll talk to you on Monday. So